Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. You're listening to a new Two Cyber Chicks podcast. You're about to join Erica and Jax for an inclusive cybersecurity conversation designed to educate and break the stereotypes of cybersecurity professionals while providing life hacks on how to handle burnout, networking, and goal setting. Knowledge is power. Now, more than ever. Hey everyone, this is Jack, and unfortunately, Eric McDuffie is unable to attend the live stream today due to prior conflicts and we are streaming outside of our regular hours that we typically support in because I am live at RSAC. And by the time you listen to this, RSAC 2022 will have passed, but this amazing story will still live on. And I am so excited about the guests that we have on the show today. Brooke Mata is the CEO and the co-founder of KSOC. And KSOC is Kubernetes Security Operations Center. She has been in the industry and been working in cybersecurity and technology and network security for nearly two decades. So this is going to be a great episode, and I am thrilled. Brooke, I'm so excited to have you on the show. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. Thank you so much for having me and what you're doing for the community. Absolutely. So this is a really, we were already kind of doing a pre-show chat. We just met. You've been at RSA for the past few days. How are you feeling about being at RSA with all these people? Is it kind of sensory overload? Are you an extrovert? (laughs) I am an extrovert, but it definitely is still sensory overload because we've been in lockdown for so long. And so I haven't interacted with this many people all at once in a while. Not at all. I felt like I'm actually, I'm an ambient vert, so I'm super introverted. And I've been leaving events around 7.30, 8 p.m. every night, trying to just give me a little downtime to recover and just, yeah, and we're in a quiet room. So this is great. So let's kick this off with you sharing a little bit about your background. Tell your origin story. How did you get into this space? And you've spent nearly 20 years and you're the CEO of KSOC. Yeah. So I started my career at a company called Rapid7, which is a Boston-based company where I worked for almost 10 years. That was such a great company to work for because I was able to see growth through every stage of a business. I had amazing mentors there and people who helped to support me through leadership and as I developed my career. It also taught me cybersecurity, which was an area I hadn't learned before. And so then I moved into a company called Bug Crowd, which is a Mm. bug bounty company that is based here in the Bay Area. They're wildly successful and were the first to market in terms of bug bounty, where I scaled the global go-to-market team. From there, and most recently, I was at a company called Sonotype, also helping with go-to-market. And so Jimmy Mesta, who's my co-founder, was a customer of mine historically and somebody who I followed for a while. We decided that we wanted to go into business together very recently, about a year ago. Uh, and the reason we did it together is because there is a huge gap in terms of Kubernetes security in mm. the market. And so in my experience set in working with CISOs in the security community, I was seeing this problem. And he was, in his experience, as a Kubernetes security trainer. And so we decided to combine forces, uh, him being from the technical side, 
where he was doing research and training and me being from the go-to-market side. We combined forces. We did a fundraise last year and we launched the company and we've seen a lot of early success, which I'm really proud of and excited about and excited to talk to people at RSA about it. Yeah, last year. Wow, that's really, really impressive. Can you take a couple minutes and talk a little bit about really high level, what is Kubernetes for somebody maybe listening to this that doesn't understand Kubernetes and why it's so important to understand the security around Kubernetes? Because a lot of times the vulnerabilities that we see with Kubernetes is misconfiguration. That's right. So yeah, if you can just like what your company does to help secure Kubernetes. Sure. So... KSOC was found based on the fact that Jimmy was meeting with lots of different companies and saw that there were lots of different vendors out there who offered cloud security solutions, but nothing really at the Kubernetes control plane Mm -hmm. that actually helped to solve the problem. The adoption of Kubernetes is growing like crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, 50% of enterprises use Kubernetes, and that number is expected to grow to 75% next few years. And so with that rapid growth comes new increasing attack vectors mm-hmm. from bad actors. And so KSOC is staying ahead of that by not only identifying challenges and issues on the Kubernetes control plane in a way that nobody else can, but also giving remediation guidance in a way that DevOps teams can understand as opposed to security alerts or just telling you what your problem is. Uh, we're actually helping to solve that problem. Yeah, you're helping to give them a way to <laughs> mitigate those, the challenges, the threats, the vulnerabilities that they're seeing in their environments. And that's great because a lot of organizations are really good at saying, okay, you're vulnerable here. Here's your vulnerability assessment, and your pen test. Now go do great things. And they don't really provide that extra step, that those mitigation steps. So it's, that's amazing. In um, a developer-friendly way, too, to your point. Yes. So yes, Yeah. Great. So, Brooke, I want to pivot a little bit because an area that is very near and dear to Erica and I is really uplifting women that are in this space because we have our own unique challenges being a woman in this space. And you've been in this space for nearly two decades. So you've definitely seen it change and adjust. And I'd love to hear your insights of how it's been being an executive in the space, have there been any challenges? And if so, can you share those challenges and how you work through them? Yeah, I mean, I think it's nice to be able, as a woman coming up in the business, to have somebody who represents where you want to be that you feel like you can connect with. Luckily for me in my journey, I have had women in my life who have inspired me, leaders who have taught me how to be a better leader and how to support me in learning skills necessary to grow in this industry that is still predominantly male. And so we, one of our investors is Gula Tech Adventures and they're amazing. They recently won an award for investing in diversity. Yeah, and so I was listening to Cindy Gula speak and one of the things that she said recently in her speech was, we have to be deliberate about making sure that we're supporting diversity, being inclusive, and helping women in this industry because it won't just happen Mm -hmm. on its own. And so, you know, I've been lucky enough to have that support and now I need to pay it forward. So KSOC is being very deliberate about making sure that we're hiring people, women, diversity, and being really inclusive. And that segues amazingly into my next question for you, which is asking you your opinions on how we are doing as a community with 
bringing in more diversity and inclusion. I mean, there's a lot of different talks at RSAC about diversity and inclusion. There's organizations in this space. But do you think, from your point of view, do you think we're still moving in the right direction quickly enough? No. I mean, there's still so much work to be done. And it's not just women supporting women. We need male advocates to help us out and to support us as well. And so I think for KSOC, we have an amazing team of people who are wonderful at doing this and advocates and champions for women in the industry. And so it would be great if more people would do that. Yeah. And you said something I was hoping you would say, which is we need more male champions and advocates in this space because it can't just be the women advocating for the women. However, we need more women. We need more of everything. So I love that. Great point of view. Some A shift that we're seeing right now also is a new generation of cybersecurity professionals coming into this space. And one of the big things that this new generation is looking for is like culture. They don't want the amenities of having the bouncy balls and the free food and the alcohol. They're looking for culture and community. And some leaders are feeling like they need to drop their standards to meet this new community or this new generation that's coming in. I don't fully believe that. I think that there could be a meet in the middle, but I'd love to have your thoughts and opinions being an executive in this space, having your own culture that you're developing with your new organization. How are you guys forward leaning right now to be able to not only bring in that new culture that or that new generation into your culture, but sustaining them and keeping them there and making them happy? Yeah, I think a huge part of it is communication and understanding what people want. I long gone are the days of like, hey, we have a foosball table. You know, it's our company is 100% remote. So people aren't motivated by like free drinks in a cooler or whatever, you know, cold brew on tap. I think that they're motivated by actually doing something meaningful. And so that's a huge part of our culture at KSOC in bringing in people who don't care about those crazy amenities that you were talking about, but people who actually want to be part of something special and doing something meaningful to help our community and the security community. What are you all doing specifically to really drive that initiative to help this generation feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves? Because I really think that's what it is with the newer generation is they want to feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves, more than just that nine to five job and getting a good salary. You can find that in this industry, but how are you guys driving that? Well, we're first creating solutions that are actually providing value and meaning to the security community. I think that's important. There's a lot of vendors who want to be doing that. And I think it's important to make sure that your product does give value back. And so that's helpful. I also think making sure that we're connecting to the community, investing in programs and education to make sure that young people coming into the company feel supported and able to develop what they want in their career with KSOC as a vehicle for them to achieve their career aspirations. And so there's lots of opportunities for growth at our company and doing whatever you want to do in the confines of a a business here at Cox. Culture is a big thing. Even with me, where I work, big fan of my my team and my collaboration. We're mostly remote, but even myself, I won't deal with a toxic environment. It's really refreshing to see more organizations doing what you're doing, getting on board and understanding it's about a community to be able to have the biggest impact more than just the mission set. Yeah. We want everyone 
everyone to feel like they have a voice too. It doesn't matter what role you have in the company. Anyone can change the impact and the direction of where we're going. And so we want people to feel that from day one, that their voice matters. Everyone has a seat at the table. Did you feel like when you were going through your journey to get to where you were at, did you have challenges during your time where you felt like you didn't have a voice? I, yeah, of course. I think many women in this industry who, you know, I started 20 years ago. And so things were a little bit different. And so, yeah, there were times I felt like I didn't have a voice. And I definitely have always sort of punched above my weight and tried to sort of get included in conversations. But I think the advocate thing we were talking about is really important. I've had so many great advocates who've supported me in my career, who brought me in probably when I wasn't ready at times, and that have allowed for me to have a voice. And we need to do that too, as a community, Mm -hmm. not just as a company. And I do think it's important to help your employees get out of their comfort zone. And like you said, put them into positions that they may not be fully ready for, but supporting them as you put them in those positions instead of just putting them into positions and letting them just kind of figure it out. Because you see that too. Yeah. Yeah. And they just get thrown in the deep end and and don't know what to do. And so definitely hand-holding, but letting them make mistakes on their own is what's important. Yeah, absolutely. If the, we, ha- I know we have listeners right now that are either trying to break into the industry or they have broken into the industry or maybe they're in a toxic environment right now or they're wanting to find a mentor and they can't find a mentor. They, so they're really trying to seek growth and move forward in their professional career. Can you provide some advice to them? to help them move forward either. We'll start with the mentorship, like really trying to grow and maybe they're in a toxic environment. What advice could you provide to them? I think the best thing to do is to sit down and think, what do I like doing? What do I enjoy doing? And where do I want my career to go? And then find people who represent the position that you want to have and connect with them. I've never had somebody ask me to be a mentor and me say no. If you just ask, they'll probably say yes. So I think the first thing is to figure out what you want to do and where you want your career to go, because you're going to be most successful if you're doing something that you like and Mm -hmm. you enjoy. There's a woman, her hashtag is, or her Twitter handle is SheHacksPurple, and she has Monday, every Monday, uh, Mentorship Monday, where she has a whole feed on connecting mentors to mentees. And I think she's a great person to follow too, to figure out who you want to have as your mentor. And Brooke just noted Tanya Jenkins, by yes. the way. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. Her on her show. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah, she Everybody amazing. should go follow her. 100%. Shout out to Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is. She's here at RSAC. Yeah, I way. saw her. Yeah. yeah, I need to connect with her terribly. Anyway, back to you, Brooke. Back to you. <laughs> okay, so what is the best way if somebody wants to be able to connect with you, reach out to you, either to talk about KSOC or maybe reach out to you to have you as a mentor? They can just email me. I'm brookkasoc.com. I'm happy to chat with anybody. Wow, you just got the CEO's email, you guys. <laughs> Wait for the vendor Spam emails. alert. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> we have um, spam blockers. <laughs> I love that. And then final thoughts that you would like to share with the listeners on, because we have a lot of individuals that are new or trying to break into the industry that listen to this podcast. So is there anything that you can tell them to help them on their journey of breaking into this industry? Yeah, I mean, I think applying to jobs without a connection is really challenging. So reach out on LinkedIn, make a connection, find ways to get introductions to companies where you want to work. I think that's the best thing to leverage networks, attend meetings, 
local OWASP chapter meeting or ISACA meeting and connect with people so that your job and your job search can be easier. I think that's the best way is just connecting with people. Yeah, networking is huge. We've talked about this on the show. Networking gets you into the hidden job market and you can do it through LinkedIn. And now you all have somebody you can connect with, Pragmata. So go and find her. Brooke, it has been amazing. Thank you for making the time to come on the show with us. Thank you so much for having me. Or with me, by the way, because I'm the only one here. I keep forgetting Erica's not here. So you're (laughs) awesome. Really quick reminder for anybody that has any guests that you would like to recommend, please email Erica and I at two cyberchicks. That is number two cyberchicks at Gmail. And also, if you are liking what you're hearing, Erica and I would love it if you would scroll down on your podcast, whatever podcast platform you're using, and go ahead and hit that five-star rating. You all are the best, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Two Cyber Chicks Podcast with Erica and Jax. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share ITSPMagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.